Hi, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of From Paper to People's new feature, The Family Cookbook. I'm trying something different. I am recording on my front porch. Usually I record in my studio, but I'm sitting outside. It is the most gorgeous day. Oh my gosh. The trees are just this incredible blue. There are like the buggies and the birdies are all hanging out. None of the bees, by the way, are dive bombing me, which makes me very happy. And the sky is absolutely this incredible clear blue. So I'm just loving life. It's, you know, upper 70s here. And I just thought, why not sit outside, you know? And it's a fact of life that when we're cooking for each other, a fair amount of the time, we're cooking for each other so that we can have a little picnic and be outside. Maybe we're cooking in preparation for a barbecue or a pitch-in. And that's certainly a situation where we're going to be outside together. So why not record outside? And uh, why not have you come into my day or actually, as it turns out, my early evening. So there are some cars in the background. People are walking their dogs. Um, Some of the neighbors are doing a little bit of yard work, but I don't think it's too loud. Some of the neighbors have their sprinklers going because, hey, this is suburban Long Island and we have to keep our lawns green at all costs, right? So I thought I would invite you into my world a little bit and with that also into my family's kitchen. So with this being episode one, I thought I would give you a little historical background on why this particular recipe matches up nicely with today. I received a message on Messenger from Family Search. This is a really cool little feature that Family Search has, and in a future episode, I will tell you how to sign up for it. Family Search will send you by Messenger from your tree, if you have your tree on Family Search significant dates from your tree. So they will send you notice of the birth date of your ancestor, and they will send you notices of wedding anniversaries. And today I received one telling me that it's the 87th wedding anniversary of my mother's parents, which is pretty cool. My grandmother died back in 1985. My grandfather died in 1994. They lived less than a mile from here at the end of their lives, but they were career army. So they toured all over the world. They even lived in 1946 to 1947 in Tokyo, Japan, right after the war ended. My grandfather was an army surgeon and a lieutenant colonel by the end of his career. And so They lived in a lot of different kinds of settings. Because he was in the upper echelons, you know, he was an officer. They didn't have to live in like a barracks setting or anything like that. They actually lived in rental housing that the army provided. So they lived in, you know, nice little houses throughout the Midwest, wherever it was that he was stationed. And that actually comes into play in the recipe that I'm giving you today. Now, This is a staple in my household, and for that matter, this recipe comes into play in one of my staple recipes that I make every year on demand from my father for Thanksgiving. And it is what I call the Hensie family cornbread, but it was originally called Idy's cornbread. Now, this cornbread recipe is unlike other cornbread recipes because it's not sugar sweet. I know in the South, folks love to make really sweet cake-like cornbread, but let's face it, I'm a Yankee. I don't do that. So this did originally have some sugar in it, but 
as I'll explain, every single generation who got their hands on this recipe made some kind of a change to it. And one of the things that I do is I tend to take recipes that get handed down in the family and then I tweak them because I'm, you know, a control freak and kind of a perfectionist in my own way, and extremely bossy. So (laughs) I will never let something just be. I always have to try and find a slightly better way to do it. That's why I even renamed this, I suppose, the Hinsey Family Cornbread. So when it started out, it was brought into the family by my grandmother's stepmother. My grandmother's mother died just a few years after my grandmother was married, so probably about 85 years ago. And my great-grandfather remarried rather quickly, and he married a woman named Ethel Garrard, who was from Indiana. And she had already married and been widowed by a guy named Oscar Drahos, and she'd had a couple of children by him, and they were beyond the reproduction age by the time they married, so they didn't have any more kids, and she became my grandmother's stepmother. One of the things that she handed down was this cornbread recipe. And being from Indiana, you know, Indiana isn't the South, but it kind of thinks it's the South because it's got a lot of Southern flavor from people who came up from anywhere from Georgia all the way up through Kentucky. I know that a lot of my Indiana roots are from Kentucky migrations up north. And so there was sugar in the original recipe. And my grandmother made it that way as well. And I think my mom did, but she probably cut some of that sugar. She may have cut all of it. I know that I did for sure. So the way that it originally worked was Idy made it with cornmeal and she made it with sugar in it. And um, she made it with one egg. And then My grandmother made it that way and handed it down to my mother, and my mother that made it that way and sort of cut the sugar out, and then it was handed to me, and I started baking without wheat. So I was using wheat-free flours like oat and, um, I don't know, quinoa, brown rice, all these different things because I was trying some stuff because of some issues that I had in my diet. And because that gluten wasn't there, I needed an extra binder. So I added an extra egg. So now it has two eggs in it. And the other thing that I did, I made sure that there was no sugar in it because I cut the sweetening altogether. And instead of using cornmeal, I went to corn flour. Corn flour is just a much finer grind of cornmeal, and what it does is it gives a much lighter product. So instead of what started out as a fairly cakey sort of bread, now what I have is a really sort of bready sort of bread. And what I do is I put this in my sausage and cornbread dressing that I make, which is a Cajun Creole recipe, um, and that's on the side with turkey. And when we get to Thanksgiving, I'm going to tell you all about Thanksgiving. (laughs) And I will give you that recipe and I will hark back to this recipe because this is the root of that recipe. So here we go. This is the Hensey family cornbread, which started out as Idy's cornbread. And it is going to be the moistest cornbread that you will ever eat. It is Yankee cornbread because it is not sweet, but it is fantastic. And you can put a Southwestern twist on it if you wish. So for this, you're going to need a large bowl and a small bowl and either an 
8-inch or a 9-inch greased baking pan, round or square, depending on how you want to cut your slices. You could put it in a loaf pan, but it has to bake a little bit longer, and it's a little bit less easy to sort of predict how long that baking time is. So I don't even have that baking time because I don't do that. So you're going to need one cup of corn flour, some hot water, a half a teaspoon of salt, two eggs, a cup of milk or milk substitute, whatever you use, three tablespoons of oil, a tablespoon of baking powder, and a cup of flour, whatever kind you use. Doesn't matter if you're gluten-free, the two eggs have you covered. Put the cornmeal or corn flour in the small bowl and add enough hot water to moisten the cornmeal. This is about a half cup you're going to see. You're not going to make it soupy. You're just going to mix it so that you're making like a very thick paste out of the corn flour, okay? And you let that stand for about 10 minutes. And what it's going to do is the corn flour is going to absorb all of that water, and it's going to make the final product, that bread, a lot moister. Now that is what the housekeeper who was assigned to the house that my grandparents lived in, and I think it was Kansas, or maybe it was Arkansas. I'm not real sure. Anyway, this housekeeper in my grandmother's generation, she added that add the half cup of water and let the corn flour or cornmeal soak step. And that was pure genius because That has made all the difference in this cornbread. Otherwise, I think it would be dry as a bone. So once you do that, add the eggs and the salt, and you beat the batter well, and you're doing this in the big bowl. Then you add the milk alternately with the flour and the baking powder, and you beat that together. And then you add the oil, or if you're using a melted shortening or a melted margarine, whatever the heck you're using, you add that last, mix it in completely, Pour that into the oiled pan and bake that for 40 minutes at 375 degrees. And if you're not sure if it's done yet, it's probably going to get a little ring of crispy, lovely brown around the edge, and that's very pretty and nice. But to be certain that it's done, insert a wooden toothpick, if you have one, in the middle of the bread. And if you pull it out and there's a little bit too much clinging, you'll be able to tell if it's a little bit sort of gummy, you know, then give it an extra couple minutes because that'll tell you that it's not done yet. And since this has eggs in it, you don't want to, you know, get diseases and die. So the other thing that you can do to it is you can add a half a cup of extremely well-drained, almost squeezed out fresh salsa, or you can add some chopped grilled pasilla or jalapeno peppers, or you can add some chopped garlic clove. You can chuck in a little cheese, a little shredded cheese. That's always nice. Do whatever you want to with it, but this is a really, really good basic cornbread recipe, and it's not sweet, and so it's going to take you where you want to go on the savory side of life. And that's what I've got for you. Thanks a lot for listening. If you want to be on the family cookbook, just contact me through my webpage, and you can come on too, and you can present an ancestor and that ancestor's recipe. (music) 